Hello all, and welcome back to another episode of Movies and Us, a weekly gathering place filled with conversations about movies, stories, and connection. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callen. And today we're reviewing the film Nyad. All right, Sarah, kick us off with an IMDb summary for Nyad. The remarkable true story of athlete Diana Nyad, who, at the age of 60 and with the help of her best friend and coach, commits to achieving her lifelong dream, a 110-mile open ocean swim from Cuba to Florida. All right. So, in Movies and Us tradition, let's start off with our one-sentence summaries for Nyad. What was yours? Uh, Mine is... Listening to Mary Oliver gets you into all kinds of trouble. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I love that little thread line that they weave with that throughout the film. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Um, my one sentence summary is required viewing for all Enneagram threes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Especially because we are both Enneagram threes. We so are. This is <laughs> most excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. <laughs> um, but fascinating. Fascinating to see Enneagram three on full, running on full cylinders. Um, okay. Let's dive in to share our high level thoughts of Nyad, and then we will include a spoiler and then really dive into all of the details of this film. Although it's based on uh, real events, we will not go too deep into any of those details until after the spoiler. So, Sarah, I'm intrigued. Did Nyad work for you? What did you think about Nyad? Tell me your thoughts. Well, Jen, uh, the reason why we watched this movie is because both Annette Benning and Jodie Foster received Oscar nominations for their performance in this movie. And I am pleased to report that they are the two best parts of this movie. <laughs> and I now understand why they both received nominations. Uh, and I think the rest of it is just kind of okay. But I think both Benning and Foster are giving great performances. Their their rapport with one another, their banter, their relationship is just very interesting to watch. Uh, I think the rest of it is just kind of your your run-of-the-mill sports feel-good story. You know, I, I don't think that there's anything particularly exciting in the way this was written. Um, obviously what Diana Nyad did is insane and kind of crazy to watch and think about. Um, but I think like as a film, it's, it's okay. It's these two women who did very, very well in it that, that make this movie worth watching. I think. Yeah. Their chemistry on screen is just impeccable. It's so good. It's so good. And I think that there's some, there's some great uh, dialogue moments between the two of them. Um, I, I, I don't know that this movie starts off so strong and I was, I was full on, I was in it. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be awesome. There's some really yeah. smart um, moments between the two of them where we learn a lot of who they are as people through their conversations. Um, and I think slowly by the second half of the movie, it very much goes straight into like cheesy Hollywood movie territory, not just in the subject matter, which it does that as well. But also I think there's some lines of dialogue where I'm like, this is, this is a little too like Hollywood gloss, saccharine, like movie moment. And I did not love that. So I feel like it almost is like the movie just starts off like hitting the ground running and they just lose a little bit of steam in in kind of the clever uh, dialogue between these two characters because then it gets really. I mean, it's it's also when the movie leans a little bit more into the like the melodrama of it all, and so I think some of those moments between these characters feel feel kind of cheesy, and sometimes I can be down for cheesy, but I feel like there's there's clearly so much that this movie can do with its dialogue that I'm like, you've proved you can do it. Just keep going, guys. Um, I feel like there are some 
interesting themes that aren't really fully explored in this movie, which I'm sure we will dive into fully. But um, there's there's kind of like this this intercutting back and forth that I was waiting for it to kind of go somewhere that it doesn't really, and it feels like it's just cut in there to, to like make a point, and it continues to like make that same point again and again. And I'm like, okay, we get it, we get it. Are we doing something with this? Okay, we're not doing something with this. That's okay. Um, I guess it's just there for color. And then this also really isn't a process movie, which is fine, but I think it it needs to then lean into some of that that character study stuff and it feels like it doesn't kind of do either of those two things. So um, this is a sports drama, but uh, I I was expecting that if it was going to go that route with this, like, here's how we're going to accomplish this Herculean task that we would maybe get a little bit more of that even. Um, so the rest of it's just, I think, a little bit vanilla. Not bad, just vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think – because there's so little character development, character study stuff, uh, I think it's even more a testament to what these two female leads were able to accomplish to make this movie watchable when it's kind of lacking some of those like key grounding components for a movie. Um, and it, it has, like you said, it has that Hollywood gloss to it. So even the character changes that we see, it's your typical Hollywood sports movie gloss. And I don't know, I wanted something a little, a little more or a little bit deeper, um, maybe not such a happy ending, I think, especially for these characters. Like, obviously, this is a sports movie, so you need to feel good after, but it just, it felt too sickly sweet, I think, for me. And then I, at least personally, afterwards, going through and, like, researching what actually happened and and some of the fallout from this swim was also very interesting that the movie doesn't uh, explore at all. So... I I'm like man some of the some of the stuff some of the fallout from her swim was just as interesting as uh, oh, as the swim itself I don't and, know much about those uh, obviously much. like that's like outside of the scope of this movie and mm-hmm. you have to draw boundaries somewhere so I like that this movie limited itself but uh yeah there's some controversy around Nyad and the swim and so I I thought that that was interesting to learn afterwards Fascinating. Uh, okay, so if you haven't watched Nyad yet, this is your spoiler. Please check it out. It is available on Netflix before continuing to the rest of this episode. All right. I'm intrigued. What what was some of the controversy? I didn't read too much more deeply into that afterwards. Spark Notes version. So, like – Throughout the movie, they're talking about, like, she has to follow certain rules so that she doesn't get disqualified, Uh but this was never certified by any, like, long-distance swimming body, and, like, within marathon swimmers, as far as what I read, uh, there's big disagreements about this, and some people are skeptical of her claims because she had had a history of, of lying and stretching the truth. And so there are certain parts of the swim where she like increased in speed and the movie does like Mm. cover that. But people who are like experts in this field are like, no, "No, that doesn't make sense. So I think this is a this is more contentious than the movie paints it, which is is fine. You know, they're this movie is from Nyad's perspective and obviously her perspective is valid. But uh, it was just interesting reading that so sorry it was interesting reading that uh it's not as black and white as uh as the movie portrays that's fascinating from a character level though because we see Nyad throughout the film go to great lengths to ensure that like she gets to do this and she does it like without any of the support systems like a shark tank or anything like that you know so like for this character that would feel I'm sure for this real life person so um tragic that it's not validated fully and that she's not recognized for this like Herculean feat that she set out to do because we see in the movie at least that this character cares so deeply for this to be right and this to be done 
well. And her commitment to that is so strong. Um, she's like, I'm not going to do this and have people say that, like, I got help from any of these other things. So, man, mm -hmm. that's fascinating. Right? Yeah. I, I thought that that was super interesting, too. I was like, I obviously this movie wanted to be narrow in scope and and it it wanted to be a feel good movie and i feel like it does achieve that but i think if it wanted to be a character study there was an opportunity in there and and have this swim be that vehicle to study this character but then you also get to see a little bit of that like fallout too and like how does she respond when things don't happen the way that she expected it to, or, you know, it, it ends on a high note, but also maybe a little bit of a sour note. And I feel like that m might've made it a more interesting movie. Uh, but this is, again, this is that feel good sports movie and there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I, I was hoping for something a little bit deeper. Yeah. Low key as this movie is unfolding, I'm like, I I want the version of this movie where she accomplishes this big thing and it doesn't fulfill her in the way that she wants it to. Mm -hmm. And yes. there's the emptiness after. And she actually has to face all of the trauma and pain and all that stuff that she's uh, flashing, the movie's flashing back to. Like, she, it's still there. And I feel like the movie totally shies away from all of that. Like it, it doesn't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole because by the end of the movie, I think that the fallacy of this ending is, you know, like she set her mind to do it and it fulfilled her in the ways that she's looking for. And I'm like, hello to all of us Enneagram threes and in our unhealthy states, like this doesn't change and doesn't fill all of the things that we are looking for. We might try and it can motivate us and push us to great lengths. But at the end of the day, like that's not what's going to solve all of that, that emotional work that needs to be done. And the movie is just like not interested in doing that at all. So I, I was like playing out this movie and I was like, I would love for her to like try again and again and again and again and like continue to fail or reach that accomplishment that she wants to and for it to be empty. That's the movie that I want. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I also want that, but that's not as fun. No, it's you know, not fun we like to see somebody who is an athlete who's willing to push their body to the extremes and then come out victorious. And then we all clap and cheer and we get so excited while sitting on our couch yeah. eating snacks. Yes. <laughs> Stuffing our face with Cheetos. <laughs> red red dye everywhere yeah yeah mm -hmm. but but yeah, here's the, the problem way to do that it. i have with this movie though is that like it constantly cuts back and forth especially when she's in that moment of like sheer will and and digging deep into like the the parts of her that need to keep pushing like they always flash back to these moments that clearly have affected her psyche so deeply and i'm like this needs to be dealt with like it cannot come out in these ways in a healthy way you know, like I, I appreciate, you know, like the, you know, Apollo Creed movies where it's just sheer will. Like we're just going to do it because we want to be the best and we're going to commit and we're going to have discipline and like, okay, that's fine. That's amazing. That's really great for people to see the, the value of hard work. But this one's kind of tinted with all this like backdrop of this is all coming from her trying to like outswim her shame, outswim all of the trauma that she's experienced. And I'm like, homegirl, it's still going to be there. It's still going to be there at the end, even when you make it to shore. And I feel like that like framing and connection point that the movie's drawing between these two things is, is slightly problematic. I don't love that. Yeah. And I think the other interesting layer to this is that it is based on a true story and it's based on Diana Nyad's book, and her retelling of this experience. So I haven't read the book, so I don't know what it's like, but I do wonder how much of that is is woven through. You know, I, I feel like if if this was just somebody coming up with this idea, then you would have to introduce those things to lead to a character resolve and character growth. 
but because it's adapted from this person's life and I don't know how closely it is, uh, for the, for an adaptation, uh, I wonder if there's not that growth and that learning that she experienced in this swim or, or through this process, maybe she didn't grow in that way. Maybe she didn't realize that like, oh, some of these things need to be resolved. So I, I wonder if it's, if we're lacking that piece of it because it's based on a true story rather than a pure work of fiction. Mm, Yeah. I think I would have even more issues with it if it was a pure work of fiction, but like the amount of times Mm -hmm. that those things are like juxtaposed with each other in the the filmmaking and the editing seems to communicate like channel your trauma into these like like ambitions Mm -hmm. and like dig deep into your will and I'm like no let's let's go to therapy deal with our traumas be whole and healthy and then channel our 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 ambitions towards things that are coming out of a place of wholeness instead of out of lack and and it feels like this movie is like fully in the like it's because of how much she's been through that she's willing to kind of put herself in this intense experience, which is probably true. You know, like, mm-hmm. like the, the amount of pain that she has to endure over this, like what, 51 hour experience. Yeah. I, that was my main thought. This entire movie yeah, was, too. I do not understand why you're doing this. <laughs> I don't get it. Like yeah. we spend two-ish hours with this person as she's doing this crazy thing and the whole time it like it never clicked in my brain why on god's green earth would anybody want to do this and so i think i don't i don't know i and and the film i feel like maybe like tries to to show you what's motivating her and like her her ego and her drive and her ambition and then in those scenes we see the shame and the fear and all of those things but still I'm like okay there there are other ways to handle these things but I'm also I'm I am not an athlete you know so like I don't understand that drive especially like like that like marathon long distance drive to just push your body to the limit like I don't have that in me and the movie didn't give me enough to help me understand why she was doing like the whole time I was like no there are better options available to you as she's continuing to just torture herself over the course of years I didn't get it I still don't get it (laughs) well you see the way that like Bonnie doesn't get it either which makes for some really great scenes if she's just like hey like it's okay like maybe we can do something else with our lives and it's like that relentless like it, it doesn't even almost doesn't even matter what it is anymore she's just like I have not been able to do this and there's the obsession the fixation on it um mm-hmm. where it feels like she's failed and there's this restlessness to like I just have to and she's okay spending the rest of her days and even, you know, risking death to go after this thing. Um, that, that feeling of restlessness, I thought they captured so well in the opening 20 minutes. Like the strongest part of this movie really is the first like 20 minutes where they're like debating whether or not we should do this. They're discussing like the idea of aging and and what do we want to do with our lives? And like, don't you want to do something grand? Like I loved all of that because I feel like, um, that was a key part of this film for me is, is just the, the way that not just Nyad, but like everyone else that you see in her orbit, Bonnie and John are like searching for that feeling of progress and purpose and, and being part of Nyad's team is part of that purpose. Like there's those, so many of those little scenes of them saying like, man, like let's, let's do this one grand adventure again. And I really love that because I feel like a lot of times, especially watching family members of mine get older, like it can feel like, man, like what am I, what am I doing now? And like, am I still growing? Am I challenging myself? And I appreciate that this film captures that psyche, that sentiment, that feeling of like wanting to still be progressing towards something. I thought that was really, really great. Love that part of this movie. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also appreciated that. And I, I think I, I struggled to just like get past the more problematic bits. And I was just the whole time like, uh, Diana, there's a better way. <laughs> like, can, can we do something else? Uh, I was, I was in that camp with Bonnie of like, let's do something else with your one wild and precious life, shall we? Um, but you're right. It does do an excellent job of laying that foundation of her, of how Nyad feels incomplete and that this failure is just kind of like hovering over her like a dark cloud. Uh, and she's not going to be able to move on until she conquers that, you know, like it's like in a video game, you know, it's, it's the big bad last boss and you need to beat that boss to finish the game. Uh, and that's kind of what it was for her, but man, what a, what a choice. Yeah. I just, at age, what, I, I feel like the movie, Oh my God. Yeah, she was in her 60s. It's oh, crazy. Insane. And like, I, I feel like the film is very effective, though, at, at showing the immense toll that this crazy idea took on Diana physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, and, and how it affected her entire team, too. So like, the film does a good job showing us the cost, showing us the stakes. Uh, and I think because it excels in that, that is why I was so focused on why are you doing this insane thing, you crazy woman? Uh, so good job on them for <laughs> showing her just struggling and struggling. And even when she's succeeding, it's still torture. Man, it was it's it's pretty brutal in parts, but it's those parts are effective, even if I think some of the themes and the characters are undeveloped. Uh, man. Those swimming scenes are sometimes pretty oh, harrowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some there's some great cinematography um, of just like the ambiance of being out at sea, like in the dead of night, and just the feeling of it being so grueling. And there's a really great moment um, where I think Bonnie hops into the water, and we the camera is getting like sloshed around and that like water line is like going up and down as it almost feels like we are bobbing up and down right next to them. And some of that stuff is really great to get us to just like feel like we're there. Ugh, waters that I never want to be in again. So thank you, Nyad. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I think another interesting aspect of this movie that I think they could have maybe teased about her a little bit more, uh, but I, I appreciate it was at least in there was just the the kind of like inherent self-focus that comes when you are going after something as Herculean as this, like, and the, because you become so single vision and obsessed with it, like you're, you see Naya's capacity to to consider the people around her um, kind of just stunted and she just, it's, it's blocked and she can't really understand because she's so zeroed in on her goal and it's a little bit cheesy, but I do appreciate that they included some of those moments where Bonnie is challenging her and saying like, I, this is about me too. Like, what about me? It's been so much about you. And you see some of that with John as well. It's a lot of Hollywood gloss, but I do appreciate that that's in there because I think that is a very real, you're talking about the costs of this endeavor. Like that is a real cost is the, the strain and the risks of being so zeroed in on the thing that you want, that you, your capacity to like really be there and give and pour out to others is, is just limited. And so there's sacrifices that everyone has made to make this happen. And you see, I guess that's, that's the, maybe the biggest growth that Diana experiences is that by the end she sees and she understands and there's true appreciation and gratitude. But um, I love that they at least included that. Cause I think sometimes when it's like when we hear about it on the media and whatnot, it is often like such a triumph and we celebrate all of that, but like there's very real, um, costs to the relational dynamics too. Mm -hmm. And it's honestly like a sign of a true friend who's willing to like challenge you in 
in love like that and and say hey <laughs> this is not okay what you're doing and so again just like exploring that dynamic especially between Diana and Bonnie uh, and the way that they are able to challenge each other but then still support each other and and point out each other's blind spots and I don't know I just I loved that friendship and that that was so central and especially this being a sports movie you know we tend to we tend to like you know the hero and it's a it's a singular hero that saves the day and and even if it is like a team sport there tends to be a hero involved and i i like that even though nyad is the one doing the swimming she is unable to accomplish this without a large team of people supporting her and so the fact that it is a quote unquote solo sport but this movie chooses to focus so much on the team aspect of it i thought was also really interesting and really important to uh maybe break from from the genre a little bit and maybe subvert some some expectations of what this maybe could have been uh if they focused solely on nyad yeah and i think that friendship dynamic between the two of them is so key to that, you know, like sheer will and, you know, the valley of the shadow of death and you're, she's, you know, like miles away and it's in sight and she needs to just continue to like dig deep and push. Like only Bonnie could have filled that role. Like no one else could understand like what she needs to say at any given moment in, in order to like inspire her in the way that she needs. And I feel like it's such a great example of like great coaches who like, they're not, there's not the blanket approach for every one of the people on their team, but like there's a deep understanding of like, what do they need right now based on how I know they're wired and, and what they're motivated by and, and what I need to say for just that specific person. And I, I thought that was really great. Cause you get like a little moment, um, earlier in the film where Diana has like some random, random new person to, to be her coach. And she, you, you can feel how disconnected those are. Like he's there to accomplish a job and like be there on her attempt. But like that intimate understanding of each other that Bonnie and her have, I feel like you see that really come to fruition, which is very good. It's very sweet. It's very cheesy, but it's very sweet. <laughs> So shout out to all the good coaches out there, you know, who are just helping their teams do their thing uh -huh. and not just helping a team, but helping the person, you know, good coaches are, are very, very special. And we see that Bonnie, she does it sometimes reluctantly, but, uh, she, she comes through like a champ. Yeah. She has that line where she's like, don't give her tough love. She doesn't respond well to that. But like, don't baby her either because like, sh that's not going to work either. Yeah. You're just like, okay, okay. So what, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> it's like to know when and how and in what moment to give her what. Delicate, delicate stuff. Mm -hmm. Hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more to it than just doing the physical activity or, or, you know, teaching somebody how to swim or, you know, like giving them a pep talk. Like there's a lot to this. And, and again, the movie does show that, uh, how, how Bonnie is so important in this, um, and, and how involved she is too. She's not just there to like cheer her on, but she is intimately involved with every single part of this process. So. Shout out to Bonnie. She is an MVP as well. Yeah. And like the hours of research that also need to go into knowing how this works and like how the body's reacting. Like, I think that was something that was surprising is just these are such extreme circumstances. Like what, what data points are we pulling from that? Like at hour 35, you've X, Y, and Z. And so your body's reacting this way. Like, oh my goodness. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I I learned so much about marathon swimming that I never yes. desired to know in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I did not realize that all of these things could be happening at one time all because you're swimming in seawater for far too long. Like yeah. there's your body freaks all the way out and yeah. uh we see some of that in Nyad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like your your lips blow up and you've consumed so much salt water and 
there's cuts and scrapes and whatnot everywhere. Oh my goodness. The jellyfish. It's wild. So again, why are we doing this to ourselves? I do not understand. But uh, she chose to use her one wild and precious life in this way and uh, seems to be doing all right for herself. Yeah. So way I, to go, Diana. I and struggle Nyad. with those too. Like the let's test the, the human will just because like can we know it's resilient without having to prove it? Like the, the entire documentary uh, Free Solo, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, why? He basically is soloing and scaling uh, El Cap in Yosemite with no ropes, no ropes. So one little slip and you just fall to your death. Like, how about, why? Why are we doing this? Can we use ropes? It's just as fun. I don't know, man. Yeah, I know that this is an audio medium, but the whole time you were just talking, I uh, was in a full Nick Miller face, just shaking my head. Because uh, I I do not get it. And and throughout Nyad, she's, you know, consistently trying to like inspire people and like, yes, we can do it. Join my team. And she keeps talking about it. Like this swim is like going to change the world. And it's this big thing. It's her destiny. Like she uses all of this, like really, really big language to make mm -hmm. this like oh, this is so important. We're going to change the world. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm just going, you're literally just doing the most insane swim that you can think of. I don't, I don't understand. So yeah. again, the whole, t the whole Positive movie, I was just going, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't understand, but I'm, I'm not a marathon swimmer. I'm not athletic. I, that's just not my world. Uh, but I, I, I don't get it, but to each his own, you know, she, she's doing fine. So it's like purely to prove just cause you can, because I mm -hmm. could, I mean, the bragging rights of like, I'm the only human soul True. in all of human history that has ever done this. Like, I'm sure that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Bragging rights are always good, you know? Yeah. Hang on to them while you can. Well, they like are pouring so much money into this, like refinancing so their much. homes for this. Like, yes, that's when I was like, okay, okay, is this is this worth everyone? Mm -hmm. Is this worth? Yeah, yeah, and people not getting paid for their services. Yeah. And I, I just, again, I I just don't get it, and and that's okay. I wasn't part of the team wasn't involved in this. It's not my job to get. Well, there <laughs> I'm is, just on my couch watching a movie. There was a sh like a series of shots of like, I think it was like in the middle of the movie of all of the people on the boat. And this probably wasn't intentional, but their faces just look so like blank and confused. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I was just envisioning mm -hmm. them being like, why, are, why am I, what are we doing guys? Why are we here? It's okay. I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid. Yeah. I'm so glad that I'm not the only person who is asking these questions. <laughs> no, you're not the only one. Well, while watching Free Solo, there was a somewhat like fascinating explanation that I'm like, I, I can I can see, I don't, I'm not fully bought in yet, but like I can see how that makes sense to you is he was describing it like the amount of precision that's needed is in and it of itself a craft to like know the rock faces enough and to know the angles and, and to map that route. And so that like any, any like uh, faults that you make are obviously like deadly, but the commitment to precision was like really fascinating to him that he really was like excited by. And that, that is fascinating to me that like, I, that's just not an aspect I would have thought about with, for this one, like the, the, the preciseness being an art to them of like, I know this so intimately and therefore I can do this. And they don't show it too much in Nyad, um, which is, again, goes back to my point earlier around like, there's a version of this that I think could have been a really interesting like process movie of like, here's all the things that need to be done 
and then things go wrong and whatnot. And we get a little bit of things going wrong, but they're really not that dramatic. They're very, they're resolved quite quickly and kind of, they're not very thrilling, but like counting the strokes and like understanding the currents and mapping the route. Like, I think that would have been really fascinating to, to dive into, but that's maybe like a Netflix docuseries documentary on the swim and not a movie. Um, but I'm interested in that. I want to know what John's thinking about and, and understanding the currents and the routes that they're going and how fast they need to be going. Because there's several moments in this movie where he's like, if she doesn't go a little bit faster, like we are off and we're not going to make, like this is not going to work. So that precision I think would be interesting to dive into. Yeah. I I was also very fascinated by John. Like, <laughs> right? I I know nothing about the ocean. That is not my area of expertise. Don't live near an ocean. Like me and the ocean, we do not come in contact with one another. <laughs> so the idea that this person could be like so like have such intimate knowledge of the ocean and like knows how to like study all of these currents and waves and these things that I don't know what they are. Like I was so fascinated because he is really like leading her yeah in in this incredibly dangerous moment and if he's off then they're all screwed you know and so i just i thought that that was super interesting and the amount of pressure that he must be feeling too not only to be like risking his life on this voyage to a lesser degree than she is but also risking her life and to have to have this trust between her and him when they kind of don't get along too, I thought was really interesting. So like he is just such a fascinating character to me and I could have done with a little bit more of John personally. Yes, I agree. I agree. And like all of the the calculations that he's doing with his, his maps and all that stuff. And that's not a lot of like high high tech like I would expect if we're gonna do this like let's use all of the technology and computers and projections and calculations that we can do but like he's so um they're using so much like tactile ways to calculate angles and routes and stuff which I don't know if maybe that's part of the requirements for this I have no idea the rules of marathon open swimming but um you know, like even that moment where his like pencil point breaks, I'm like, oh no, that's tragic in and of itself. But like when you need that to calculate precisely which angle needs to happen next for this route, like the stakes are high, man. Your pencil need to be working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope you brought extra already sharpened <laughs> pencils. Just ready like to your go. Protractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have them ready. It's like a standardized test, but way higher stakes. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it's not just Diana, but like there's that whole giant storm scene where I'm like, all of these humans could just die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty harrowing stuff. And so again, I'm like, wow, this is wild. Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. I also was like, why do we not have like it. a bigger, better boat for them? Are they not allowed to? <laughs> <laughs> It's just so that we can make a Jaws reference. We're going to need a bigger boat. That's the only reason. Yeah. They were only thinking of Jaws. Right. As one does. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we are on our run up until the Oscars on March 10th. And yes. Yes, we are. in some of our categories, when we were uh, discussing our reactions to the Oscar nominations, um, a week ago. So we hadn't seen Nyad yet. So now that we have seen Nyad, I am mm-hmm. like reevaluating thoughts, reactions to those categories. Let's, I think the interesting one, so let's start mm-hmm. there, is mm-hmm. Best Actress. We have now seen all of the films in this category. I will read the noms out loud for a hot seconds. So we're Thank all you. a little set. And then I'm curious, like, does this feel fitting? Do you have any thoughts related to the whole Margot Robbie, Barbie situation, mm. those categories? So mm-hmm. the nominees are Annette Benning for Nyad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hewler for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, and Emma Stone, Poor Things. Okay, we have now seen Nyad. Give us the latest. 
What are your thoughts? Uh, Jen, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Because I would, I would like, I would like Margot Robbie to be nominated in Best Actress. I really yeah. do. Mm-hmm. I think that she does other people. quite a bit in Barbie. Um, but because she's so good, like it feels like she's not doing anything. Um, yeah. But like Annette Benning does a good job in this while swimming. <laughs> like I'm like. I don't know how you did this. Um, I don't. I don't know what I would do in Best Actress. I am. I am conflicted. It's. It. It feels a little bit like comparing apples to oranges because it sure uh, does. Your point earlier around like one of because the like kind of set dressing and the backdrop of this movie and some of the other things around like the the screenwriting, the story, and the character development are weaker that Annette Bening and um, Jodie Foster's performances to like really carry this movie. And I feel like it's hard to isolate Margot Robbie's performance because so much of the the production design, the costume design, the, the, the writing and the dialogue in Barbie is also so strong. So it's hard to tease out like, is it the performance or is it all of the other elements surrounding the performance as well that contribute to that. Whereas this one, I think it's a little bit easier to kind of isolate, you know, like this was a really strong performance because everything else really isn't helping it at all. Um, So it's a tough comparison, but it's fun to talk about because I'm intrigued that you're, you're pretty um, undecided as far as how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I now understand why Annette Bening got this, nomination i i do think that she's worthy i i feel similarly to how i feel about best director like i think that greta gerwig is worthy of best director but so is everybody else in this category that's how i feel about margot robbie she is worthy to be in this category and get that nomination but so is everybody else and so i think for me it's like 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 centimeters difference you know and i'm i'm not i'm not sure who i would kick out to put her in uh, so that is my answer, which is a non-answer. So you're welcome. <laughs> well, yeah. The other thing that I was thinking about with Margot Robbie is that she's given such strong performances in a slew of other movies that are mm-hmm. so classically yeah. the Academy that I think that's also contributing to this. It's like, do we want, like, we've seen her in so many other things where she absolutely slays and so I think it's harder to like really for this one to be the one that pops for her you know like think about her Babylon mm-hmm. performance it's so classically Oscar oh, she's she also just so good in that yeah just the, the like heart and soul of that movie in a lot of ways and brings the fire and the energy and the charisma that it's man it's it's different in Barbie I am I I think that what the Oscars has is actually correct I, or I agree with mostly because I think that this character could easily be just so frustrating and so um, unlikable and, and kind of selfish and self-focused and obsessive and, and Annette Bening brings such a balanced performance. Like even when she's being frustrating and difficult in this movie, like you just love her. You just you, there's a charisma. There's a, there's a feeling of connection. I think that we have with her, um, even when she's being the most difficult that I think is hard to, to do and, and to like have your audience feel so warmly to you when, um, a lot of times she's just being kind of a brat, you know? And, and I think that that is a difficult thing to do. So I think this could have easily gone a little haywire and it's a very balanced performance and I think it needed to be. Mm, hmm yeah, I, I think that you maybe had more empathy for Nyad than I did. I I no, you were I liked her in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then as the movie wore on, I was like, mm, I'm growing increasingly frustrated with you. Um, but still, you know, Annette Benning still does a fantastic yeah. job. Uh, so I, I get it. I understand this now. I didn't understand it before. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure what I would do. (laughs) How do you feel about Jodie Foster? I feel more deeply about this America Ferreira nomination. So I, it's not like a, 
who would I have put in this category instead of Jodie Foster? I don't think there's like a standout in my mind. So I'm like, okay, like solid performance. I, I am intrigued to like spend a little bit more time thinking about the movies that we watched and some of the supporting actress characters because while I think this is this is fine and Jodie Foster is, is great in this, it's not it's it's not the like standout, fiery, amazing performance that you want to write home about. You know, like it's solid. She does what she needs to do and and there's a lot of chemistry and she plays off her co-star, but it's not it's not the best of the best. So but I'm trying I, I will need to think about and, and go back to see who are the other people that I would put? Because I now have two spots I could potentially uh, put into here if if it's not Jodie Foster and it's not America Ferrera. So. Okay. I would like to float a name by you that yeah. I had completely forgotten about, uh, but I was scrolling on threads this morning at Oh My God O'Clock and somebody, I, I forget the poster, so my apologies, but somebody brought up um, – uh, Patty Lapone uh, from Bo is Afraid, who played Bo's mom. Oh, and <laughs> my gosh! I honestly think an argument could be made for her in this category. Like mm. when I saw that, I went, "Wait a second, that's a good idea." <laughs> well, yeah, <'cause laughs> because did Bo is Afraid get any other noms? Yeah, no, right? No, okay. I don't. No, it didn't get anything, right? Yeah. So I I think there's an argument that could be made for her in this category because she kills it. And, like, the whole movie is creating this, like, tension around her. And she's, like, this, like, looming presence. And then when we finally see her, she lives up to it. So anyway, thank you, Random Threads poster. I Forgive me for not knowing, remembering your name. Uh, But I think that that is a good suggestion in this category. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she gives the iciest of performances. Oh my gosh. I too am terrified. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As you should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like there are others. Um, there are other candidates that I could rally around a little bit more. Jodie Foster's all right. Like, how do you feel about her in this category? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not mad at it. Uh, I think... I think um, maybe maybe what makes it hard about Jodie Foster is that she's such a good actress that it's even when I think she's giving like a a good performance, it's like she's a good actress. So like, is this? I I almost want to like grade grade her on a curve, you know? <laughs> like she's so it's same thing with Margot Robbie. Like she's so exactly. good. Exactly. Uh, it's like, okay, is this the one that we're going to give it to her for? But that feels unfair. I don't know. But I, I think she gives a good performance. I was I was entertained by her. I was really drawn to her character. Um, there were certain parts where I thought she was more interesting and entertaining than Nyad was. So I think I am I am A-OK with this nominee. Okay. Unless you, uh, you float out another name that... I could change my mind, but Mm -hmm. as of right now, totally fine with it. Great choice. Yeah. It's fine. It's solid, you know, but I think that, I think it's hard when there's these other categories where you're reading every one. You're like, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, like I think, uh, what is it? A best actor, just every single one. You're like, man, they are killing it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard when it's just like, yeah, these are solid, just solid options. Okay. I have have said it before and I've said it again. I'm just happy about Devine Joy Randolph. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she is fabulous. She is fabulous. She's she is so like good. the necessary third leg of that movie to to have that movie stand up with the other two. Without her warmth and without her her presence it doesn't work. That movie doesn't work. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that more. We shall. We shall indeed. Oscar predictions time. We shall indeed. Okay, any other last thoughts about Nyan before we wrap up? Um, how did you feel about the, uh, the, halluc- the hallucinations and all that jazz in the water and how that's shot? Uh, did you have any thoughts, feelings? I mean, I don't think they look particularly good. 
but I don't know if that was like the artistic choice. Uh, I'm like, are we going to Pandora? <laughs> this is the the gate, <laughs> the little portal <laughs> to the underground world of Pandora. I it's I I think that this movie is not looking to be like fartsy fartsy interesting. So I'm like, okay, you are what you are, and you know what you are, I suppose. But if you're gonna do hallucination, like let's make it something that's like interesting and meaningful and metaphorical and poetic you know that's what i'm looking for so they were fine they looked i mean they they looked terrible but by that point i was like Mm -hmm. this this i know what this movie this is so Mm. i'm not Mm. as mad about it i know what you are and you know what you are this is good Mm. (laughs) what about you yeah yeah i was just like wow these are some choices (laughs) that are being made okay yeah I I think I felt like similarly to you of like oh this is this is where we're at yes yeah all right we're we're almost done with our swim we just got to get through this really ugly hallucination and then maybe the movie will be over (laughs) (laughs) yeah they looked so bad like at least just like desaturate the colors a little bit so it's kind of like a little bit more moody and whatnot like why is why is it so colorful (laughs) I don't know man maybe when you've been swimming for that long and not sleeping and puking and taking in salt water and not eating and whatever else she endured you hallucinate really bright colors and the Taj Mahal for some reason the yellow brick road And the yellow brick road. Don't forget the yellow brick road. It's very important. important. Yes. All right. Well, this is our review and discussion of Nyad. Uh, You can find it available on Netflix. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Movies and Us. Our name sums it up. We're all about movies and the powerful ways we connect with each other and the world around us. This podcast is about all of us and our shared stories. So everyone is welcome here and we're so glad you spent time with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a rating and review letting us know your thoughts about Nyad. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Movies and Us Pod or email us at moviesandnuspod at gmail.com. We will be back next week to discuss the film Rest In. We hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you very soon.